Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk about Monday Night Raw from last night. And again, two weeks in a row, I think a very, very good show. We talk about what was good about Raw from last night. Also, we talk about somebody who wasn't on Raw last night and wasn't on Raw last week either, and that's Becky Lynch. Where does she fit in with the whole story with Seth Rollins and AOP? Also, we talk about the ratings war between AEW and NXT and how the fans are getting too concerned, not only about the ratings war, but honestly, when it comes to AEW and NXT, both win. Sounds strange? We'll explain it on today's episode. Also, talking about strange, we talked to ECW legend Sandman, who is in a lot of controversy over the weekend at WrestleCade. We'll tell you why, and also we get the other side from Jordan Grace. So we have the Sandman and Jordan Grace talking about the same story and probably two different outcomes from what happened last weekend. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. God forbid you say anything good about uh, Raw on Twitter, you get annihilated. I'll get into that a little bit later because I made the mistake around halfway through the show about how I was loving Raw so far and I got just destroyed on social media. But I got to be honest, I think the last couple of weeks, the last few weeks when it comes to Monday Night Raw, very good show. And we talk about the new structure of the WWE when NXT went live on USA and SmackDown move over to Fox on prime time. Um, since those moves have happened, I think Raw has definitely been the better show over SmackDown overall. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's a better show, sure. I mean, there were some things last night that I liked, some things that, not that I didn't like, just to me weren't that exciting. But for the most part, I thought it was a, a, a decent show. I like the Seth stuff right now. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the direction that they're going in. Um, I like the potential relationship between Seth and the AOP. I think that's going to work. As a matter of fact, I can tell that's going to work. They're going to make it work because they're not going to want Seth to be involved with anything that doesn't work or will fail. And AOP will be along for the ride. They they need a push. They need something because they've been trying to heat those guys up for some time now. So they'll get the you know they'll get some nice shine and some nice heat off of all the heat that Seth will get. A potential you know Shield 2.0 or the new Shield or maybe no Shield, 
But I, I like the potential of that group. Yeah, and I think they've done it the, the right way. You know, a lot of people have been saying, all right, when are we going to see AOP? They're having all these backstage vignettes, these interviews, but we haven't seen them wrestle. Great job by the WWE, you know, not succumbing to the pressure of just throwing them out there, which they usually do in the past. And just like well, long ago with Alberto Del Rio, they did the same thing, if you remember. They had those backstage vignettes and those vignettes from his home building up the Alberto Del Rio character until you finally saw him. And when you finally saw him in the ring, it was a big deal. Uh, with AOP, obviously we saw AOP before and it fell flat. It wasn't good. But since they've reinvented them, I've loved what they've done with those backstage vignettes. A lot of times we don't even know what the hell they're saying in these vignettes. And that's a good thing. Even last night with the, with the interview, as soon as they got out of the SUV, they have been played that right. So when now that when you see them, it's a big deal. And I'm I'm totally with you. I like this, you know, tease of a relationship with them and Seth Rollins. Uh, for a long time, you've heard me say that when you have characters that speak a foreign language, especially if they are heels. I like to hear them speak that foreign language because it generates great heel heat. Last night, you saw the AOP get out of the, you know, the uh, the SUV when they got to the show. They're speeding in there, speaking there in the, you know, their language. Charlie doesn't understand, and they then they make a complimentary yet kind of condescending, you know, remark to to Charlie. Um, and then later in the night, when after Charlotte went to the ring, we get the Kabuki Warriors speaking Japanese backstage and kind of laughing it off. I like that stuff. It works. And it just generates good heel heat. So as far as the direction that they're going in with the AOP, I think they're on the right track. Uh, Kabuki Warriors, great match against Charlotte last night. If you're going to do a handicap match the right way, that's the right way to do it. So... With regard to those two segments on Monday Night Raw, I dug it. Yeah, and and I liked it from top to bottom. It was just an entertaining show. You know, when it comes to the WWE and Raw, there's a lot of times where you could say there's holes in the story and you can pinpoint those things. And that's true, and I'm sure we will. But entertaining-wise and entertainment value, I thought the three hours flew by. And, you know, we have to start at the top with Seth Rollins. Because with Seth Rollins, I've given Seth Rollins on this show a lot of grief. You know, as a face, his promo skills that just didn't show any emotion to me. It didn't connect with me at all. It didn't connect with me enough that I would want to cheer for him. Uh, this character suits Seth Rollins perfect. And again, is he a heel? Is he not a heel? Is he condescending? You know, did he leave Kevin Owens in a rough spot? Absolutely. It's the tease of it all, which I find very, very exciting and very entertaining. This character sits uh, suits Seth Rollins perfectly. Uh, it definitely does. And if you listen to his promo as he was uh, leaving the building talking to Charlie... He was basically being Seth Rollins on TV that he is on Twitter. I mean, I wish we had the audio from uh, from last night, but everything he was saying in that promo is basically everything that's going on with him in the world of social media. No matter what I do, I can't do anything right. People always have something to say. Everybody's a freaking critic. So I'm just going to do what I want to do and to hell with everybody. Yeah, and I, are you talking about the uh, the backstage interview that yes. they had with Seth Rollins, I do, I do believe we have that, and we're going to play that in a second um, because I think you're right. I think it does suit him, and he feels 
he honestly feels more comfortable. And I'm glad you brought up the social media aspect of it because it kind of goes hand in hand. We've noticed in the past, like with the feud with Rhonda and Becky, um, what we were getting on TV was far different than what we were getting um, on social media. Here it goes hand in hand. And and really quick, uh, you know, courtesy of of Monday Night Raw on WWE.com. Let's listen in to what Seth Rollins had to say in that backstage interview. You want some answers? Because this seems like a no-win situation for me. No matter what I say, no matter what I do, I'm the bad guy. No matter what side of the fence I'm on, it's always my fault. I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. So really, what's the point? What's the point? Huh, Chuck? You know, everyone's a critic, but not everyone's got the guts to be a leader. See, doesn't there seem to be more emotion as he's talking than we've heard from him in the past? I would say you can tell that he he really means what he's talking about, A, because it's real, Mm -hmm. and B, you can tell by his tone and his inflection. Not so much emotion. I think Seth tries to put a lot of emotion on everything. You just don't like his emotion at certain times. You can tell by the way he's talking. I'm going to go back to tone and inflection that he really is more comfortable with what he's saying. And I love the fact that they're kind of referencing, without saying Twitter or social media, they're kind of referencing social media because... Dave, remember yesterday I asked you if you liked it when wrestling companies referenced the past, and we both agreed that we like it when wrestlers reference what happened in the past because it's real, and it did happen, and for wrestling wrestling companies to just blow it off because we don't want to mention the other company's name, I think is stupid because that adds to the character. That adds to the story. Social media is as real-time as it gets social media is more real time than monday night raw monday night raw happens once a week twitter is 24 7 365 days a year you can keep those stories going you can keep those opinions going forever so the fact that he's kind of touching on putting his toe in the water on everything that's going on in social media i like because in um in seth's mind he's justified in all this He really thinks, like last night when he said, as the leader of this crew or as the leader of Raw, I thought Kevin was going to say to him, like, who the F put you in charge? What makes you the leader? He thinks he's the top dog there trying to do the right thing by bringing this brand up and in turn, by putting himself on that pedestal, is making himself the biggest heel. Yeah, and 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 it's working and it's clicking. And you mentioned about emotion and a lot of times, you know, I didn't dig what Seth was doing on the microphone. I got to be honest with you, most of the time I didn't dig what Seth Rollins was doing on the microphone because we talked about it. He would get attacked by the fiend Bray Wyatt, and then the first time he's got a microphone in his hand, he's got a big smile on his face, and he's saying, welcome to Monday Night Raw, and he's he's like, what's up, guys? Like, it just didn't, it didn't match up. Here, like, you talk about the cadence and how natural it sounded. That's the best thing that you can describe when it comes to Seth Rollins right now is it feels natural because, Bully, you're 100% correct, you know, and he does feel what he's saying. It's justified. You know what? He, he, when, he, when he came on the microphone last night, he didn't say that 
everyone sucked but him. He said we we sucked. He threw himself into that too. So there's truth in what he's saying. Raw came in last place. They sucked at Survivor Series. So there's truth to what he's saying. Now, is he being condescending? Yes. Is he going about it the wrong way? Possibly. But there's a lot of truth in what he's saying. And as you always said, Bull, and you just said it, you like truth in your pro wrestling. Well, Seth Rollins is giving you that truth, and you can hear it in the conversations that he's having in the back. He's upset. He's got a little bit of anger, and there's a little bit of confusion. All that's mixed in. It sounds natural. It sounds like he's taking ownership of his words, and I'm loving what Seth Rollins is doing on the microphone right now. The truth is very real for Seth. It's what's going on with him every time he turns on that damn Twitter machine. Why does Seth, why in that promo backstage with Charlie did he sound so, I'm not going to say pissed off, but why did it come across as so legitimate? Because to Seth it was. That's what he's living with every day, social media-wise. Uh, 25 years ago, when Taz was cutting promos, people would say, my God, he sounds so angry. He sounds like he's pissed off at the world. He was. He was legitimately angry and pissed off at the world that he wasn't given a fair shake because of his height, and he thought he was the most legitimate world champ on the planet, and it became, uh, and, and it came out in his promos. Fast forward, Seth, cutting his promos, doesn't think that the, that... Uh, wrestling fans around the world are giving him a fair shake. I'm out here busting my ass, and no matter what I do, you guys don't like it or got something to say about it. Well, you know what? Screw that. I ain't trying to please everybody anymore. I'm just going to please myself. And you know what? You mentioned Taz also kind of sounds a decade ago like CM Punk. CM Punk was the same way. I'm not, an, I'm champion, but why am I not in the main event? You know, like I, I should be in the main event at WrestleMania. Oh, wow, the, the Rock returns. You throw out the rose petals to his feet. What about the guy that's been working here every single night for the last five years? You know, uh, there was truth to what he was saying. And it goes back to what you just mentioned before in that CM Punk was like the first WWE superstar in a very, very long, long time to reference other wrestling organizations and other wrestlers that weren't currently with the WWE. So, as you always say, there's truth, and when there's truth, that's the wrestling that we we like, and that's what we're getting from Seth Rollins. And what it also does too, Bully... I can't wait to hear what Seth Rollins has to say next week. This story with AOP, I can't wait to tune into Monday Night Raw next week to find out what's going to happen next between these three. There is too much good stuff out there to ever have to rely on a canned storyline. There's too much good uh, real-life storyline going on. Like if you look at Bobby uh, Lashley, Lana, and Rusev, uh, obviously, that's not actually going on with those three people, but it's close enough to what goes on with a lot of people in the world. Thus, it it, it resonates. The, the You know, Seth kind of referencing what's going on in social media, 
is legitimate because now everybody wants to jump on their Twitter and go, oh my God, he's talking about what, you know, er everything that's going on on social media. It's very real because nobody, everybody looks at his social media and they see the arguments he's gotten into with like Osprey or anybody else. And what has he been doing? He's been defending the company. What is he doing on screen? He's defending himself and Raw. See how it all ties in? Yep. And that's why it works. So, so far, so good with the direction they're going in with him now. When I first heard Cheapo Air's commercial, I immediately noticed the slogan, Go ahead, be cheap. And I wondered, what? So I checked them out. I went to CheapoAir.com and was amazed at the great flight deals they offered on hundreds of airlines. Right on the page it said, Compare and book cheap flights on over 600 airlines. And I got it. Cheap is good. Oh, being cheap saves me money. I could spend less money on flights, so I have more money to spend when I get there. So I dug in a little deeper and discovered that in addition to a great website, Cheapo Air has an award-winning mobile app. Download that, and the first thing you'll notice is an offer to save instantly with a dollars-off coupon. All you have to do is enter your email address, and your savings on fees are set. Cheapo Air also has a rewards program, and members can get savings and earn up to six points for every dollar spent. There's even a fare tracker that'll do the work and notify you when it's the right time to buy. So go ahead, be cheap. Check out CheapoAir.com today. It's funny that the last two Monday Night Raws, to me, have been very good. Two of the best Raws, I think, in months. But there has been somebody that's been absent from these two Monday Night Raws, Bully. And who is that, Dave? Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch not on the show last week. Becky Lynch not on the show this week. Um, now, I do you think there is a reason for that? I don't know. Are they keeping her off the show because there's a possibility that when she comes back on the show, she's going to call Seth out on his bullshit? Maybe. Or maybe they want you to forget about the Seth and Becky connection. Hey, you know, you're going to see Becky. It's going to remind you about the relationship, the real life relationship that she has with Seth. That may cloud your judgment. Listen, there's a lot going on with Seth Rollins right now. I think the last thing you need to be reminded of is their a real life relationship and the failed on TV relationship that they had. So, in a lot of ways, it's good to have Becky off of TV for that reason alone. Also, too, we've always said it. Like Becky is the most popular WWE superstar. To me, there is no doubt. I think having her off a of TV is always a good thing. It why have her overexposed? Why have her on every single show? Why not take a little break from Becky Lynch so when she comes back, it's going to be a bigger deal. And I think one of the most glaring things that happened, I think it was it last week or the week before, is when Seth came out to address the troops and she wasn't there. Yep. Her not being there just sent off, you know, uh, massive you know, signals as to why, why, where's Becky? How come Becky's not at that? Becky lost her match. How come Seth's not burying Becky? And you're right, Dave. There's a good chance that they just want to get the two of them as far away from each other as possible. This way, you're forced not to put them together in your mind at any given moment. 
Um, I've heard rumors about a, a potential match at TLC, a potential uh, women's tag team match. We'll see if that happens. I don't think we've gotten that really on TV. On uh, .com last night, Becky did cut a promo, though. Alex, maybe you can pull up that audio for a little bit later on. I, I listened to it, and she said she still has some, I believe she said she has some unfinished business with somebody. So maybe if we listen to that promo in a little bit more, uh, a little bit more carefully, we can uh, get an idea of where she's heading. Yeah, Alex is, Alex is going to bring that up in just a second. But you know what is also good about Becky being off the show? And this is something that they didn't do when John Cena was on top. You know, Monday Night Raw has always been a show that's been very top-heavy. You have the top three or four superstars and then just role players on the rest of the roster. I think the last couple weeks you've seen a good mix of the roster. So sometimes when you're not as top-heavy as they've been, you get to shine a little bit across the board on your roster. And I think they've done that the last two weeks. Yeah, you have to give everybody a chance to get out there and – you know, back in the day, you had so many heavy hitters on the show that sometimes there wasn't room for anybody else. You know, right now, there's only a couple of heavy hitters. There's plenty of room for, for people. Take a kid like Umberto. Yeah. Back in the day, Umberto would have gotten destroyed in the shuffle. Forget about it. So lost, it wouldn't have been funny. Now he's getting a chance every week to go out there and shine and do something. Getting the rub by being in there with guys like Mysterio, getting up and a chance to do uh, the things that he does, getting in there with AJ Styles. So, yes, somebody like Becky being away opens up uh, at least 15 minutes worth of segment time for somebody else. Now, you said, uh, uh, you know, courtesy of WWE.com, Becky Lynch had a backstage interview. Let's go to that right now. Becky, we haven't seen you since your triple threat match at Survivor Series where you face the SmackDown women's. It's been two weeks since I've been on Raw, and it's it's been two months since I have defended this. Now, did we think that the powers that were keeping me down in the beginning of all of this had just gone away? I have said the fight that I want, and I have said that I will fight them in the parking lot if I can't get it on a pay-per-view. I am the face of this company, but I'm not going to be the mouthpiece, because this title deserves more. I deserve more. The people deserve more. I've said the fight that I want. I have one last debt to collect. Interesting. I mean, the only, <clears throat> excuse me, the only debt that I know that she needs to collect is on Oscar, right? Yeah, I would, I I would missing, think. Or am I missing something? Well, you know, uh, I mean, I guess you could say Shayna, but you know what? After Shayna got the victory at Survivor Series, Becky beat the shit out of her. So yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's with uh, Shayna Baszler, but I think Oscar's definitely won, Alex. And even though she got the win... At WrestleMania 35, in a controversial finish, we still never got that one-on-one with Ronda. That, that, that's really good, Alex. That's good job, that, Alex. That, that, that's really good. Yeah, because that was kind of uh, that was off my mind. Yeah, because people are always saying, you know, about the the shoulder up, and yeah, so it could be either one. And the Ronda is the bigger story. And on uh, Total Divas, didn't Ronda say nobody ever really retires from the WWE? Yeah, and I'm sure Gabby's going to, if Gabby comes to work, that is, uh, Gabby will do that on the, with Diva on Divas tomorrow. What, hap- what happened to her today? Gabby, uh, no, Mike, thank- thankfully Mike, who works here on uh, Sirius XM Fight Nation, was able to fill in for Gabby, but Gabby was a no-show today. No show. Just no show? No show. No show. Just, did, just, just doesn't show. come in? Just didn't show. Blew you off? Yeah. 
Just, just, but yeah, where's Gabby? Not here. No. Oh, really? No. Wow. Yep, no show. What? Is uh, anybody visiting? Anybody, I don't know. Anybody, I don't know. Anybody, if, maybe, maybe she got a visit? Wait, are you talking about a certain person that called into the show last week? Shelton Who are you talking Benjamin? about? Shelton Benjamin oh. called in last week. Wow. You weren't here for that. Shelton Benjamin called. Yep. Wow. Asked, did a fake are, pop the question on the air? Fugazi popped you, the question, I should say. How did you know that diamond was a frick of Fugazi? <laughs> so you're saying that. So you're saying that there's a possibility that she's not here because somebody else is in town. You said Shelton, and maybe there's a little... uh... Was Shelton on Raw last night? No. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Is Shelton on Raw, by the way, or is he a SmackDown superstar? This is better storyline than they write on Mondays. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We'll see if she shows up. If she does, then we'll do Diva on Divas, and she could get into what what's going on, which is like the season finale. Two parts, actually. Two parts. Two parts season finale, season finale tomorrow. tomorrow night. Actually, okay. you know what? Since she no showed today, I think Dreamer should just do Diva on Divas tomorrow. Oh boy. Just take it. Just take it away from her. Yeah, but that's where when when Tommy snacks. That's snack time for Tommy. <laughs> can't take snack. Can't take snack that's time. When, that's when you feed the walrus. That's when you throw sardines at Dreamer's face and watch him gulp them down. You can't take snack time away from Tom. He's the only other one qualified here to do that segment, though. I, I can't do it. You certainly can't do it. Yes, can't. No. Yeah. So we we need we need that. We'll see if we get it. Hopefully, she'll show up to work. Maybe we'll, maybe she wants us now to send her a car because now that Diva and Diva's become quite popular, maybe her commuting to work on her own isn't sufficient. She needs a car to pick her up. Interesting. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. AEW NXT. We talk about it continuously. Week 9, a little bit delayed with the numbers because of the Thanksgiving holiday, but we do have the numbers. They came out last night. Um, And they honestly did not surprise me at all, though there are some numbers that did surprise me. I expected an NXT win. I said it on the air. I expected them to win week 8, which they did. I expected them to win week 9, which they did. 916,000 viewers for NXT. Uh, 916,000 viewers for NXT for week 8. 893,000 viewers for AEW in week 8. Week 9... How about this? 810,000 viewers for NXT, so down over 100,000 for NXT. 663,000 viewers for AEW, so down over 200,000 for AEW. So NXT gets the victory, which I'm sure they're happy about, but I'm sure they're not very happy about that. Now, I don't know if that includes the DVR numbers. I'm sure it does not. It doesn't, according to Alex Metz. So I'm sure those numbers are going to be much higher once we get the DVR numbers because it was the Thanksgiving holiday. But even though AEW lost by almost 200,000 viewers to NXT, 
they still won the demographic of 18 to 35 and 18 to 49. So even though AEW lost in total audience, they still won that very valuable 18 to 35 demographic and the 18 to 49 demographic. Now, the shows were on Wednesday. Now, I'm far beyond this. I'm 48-year-old man, so I'm helping Violetta cook for Thanksgiving on Wednesday night watching AEW and NXT. Though, for that 18 to 35 viewer... Those are the people that go out Wednesday night. I believe that Wednesday night before Thanksgiving is the biggest party night of the year next to New Year's Eve because you know you're off the next day. So um, interesting numbers when it comes to the war between AEW and NXT. Uh, AEW, we are clear, clear victors the first seven weeks. Now things are getting a little bit different. But what does surprise me is NXT has the over 50 viewer. It seems like the wrestling fan over the age of 50 is not watching AEW. They're watching NXT. Very interesting numbers when it comes to this Wednesday Night War. I have certain family members who are all over 50, and they're all wrestling fans who throughout my whole career would complain about too much talking in pro wrestling. Like even my old Uncle Frank, who's like 85 right now, right off the boat from Sicily. I don't understand. Why uh, so much blah, blah, blah? How come uh, they don't wrestle more? Too much blah, blah, blah. I think that the older wrestling fan, which NXT won in the 50-plus, prefers action, action, action over talking, talking, talking. Both of these weeks, last week and this week, have a bit of an asterisk next to them. Obviously, last week, because WWE called in the cavalry with Becky and Seth, And this week, because it is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, there really are little things that were happening that could affect a genuine rating. Obviously, the WWE pulling in Becky got them a 916,000 viewers. Now, without Becky and Seth, they they dropped down to 810. Still very good for NXT. I'm happy to see them at that number. But as you said, AEW, it's 663. That demographic, that 18 to 35, what are they doing on that Wednesday night before their Thanksgiving? They're going out. They're partying. They're drinking up a storm, having a great time. They're probably not double parked in front of their TV. And despite the fact that AEW dropped in viewership by over 200,000 viewers, they still won the 18 to 35. Isn't that crazy? So in a way... This is a victory for both companies. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, because I think AEW is winning in the demographic that they want to win, which is that 18 to 49-year-old. And they are winning that. And it's not just 18 to 35. It's 18 to 49, which I find very interesting. And then NXT overall is winning. So I think NXT is, is, is happy. And I think NXT, when you look at the WWE as a whole, I think probably their viewers are under 18 and over 49. Like, I, I'm not saying that there isn't anybody. Don't take, don't get me wrong. I, they have viewers from 18 to 49. But I think their biggest viewership is with the kids under 18 and with adults over 49. I think that's like the foundation of the WWE viewership. I think AEW is built right now with the 18 to 35-year-old. I can tell you that that's a fact as I've been around it and seen it in front of my own eyes. Um, 
each one of these companies can spin these numbers into a victory. It's very easy. NXT can go, listen, we won outright. We had 810,000 viewers and they had 663,000 viewers. We win. That's the only number that you know. So if, if if one team if one team wins a football game, and the final score is uh, you know uh, whatever twenty one to fourteen, but the other team had more completions and more running yards and more passing yards, well, the team who won the points on the board scoreboard that tells you everything. Yep. So NXT can claim that victory, but AEW is going to turn around and go, yeah, you, you won this week. But we're winning in the demographic that actually means something to a network. Well, think about it this way too, bully. Like I, I think I don't think AEW is geared towards a young audience. I, I you know, uh, if if you listen to some of the language that they use, if you look, if you look at the wrestling too, as we know, it could get kind of bloody. Um, I don't know if you're going to get a lot of 8, 9, 10, 11-year-olds watching AEW. As a matter of fact, if I had an 8, 9, 10-year-old, I don't know if I would want them watching AEW. So NXT is more geared towards that fan. You know, you bring you brought up the language, right, and mm-hmm. the cursing. You know what? I Something very interesting happened last night in that opening segment. You know, whenever you hear somebody curse on AEW, what does what does what do the fans do? They, they cheer. Pop. Yeah, they cheer. Whoa, I can't believe he said that. They pop. What did the fans do last night in Nashville when Kevin Owens said bullshit? <gasps> oh, my gosh. It's like they were appalled. They were taken back. They didn't know how to react. It was really weird. Hey, my, my grandmother says bullshit. Like, yeah. hey, 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 bullshit is in, in the LaGreca house. Bullshit is not a curse. But, but, like, it, not only did you get the big gas from the crowd, like, the commentators like, oh, my goodness. Like, don't, you know, the, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, you know, come on, yeah. do it. That's duty, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and usually you're getting duty. I mean, just go back to the PG era with John Cena. Um, but this, see- this week, this Wednesday, we're back. We're, we're back to as normal as normal gets when it comes to Wednesday nights. No, uh. No people being called in, no night before a holiday. There's not going to be any ifs, ands, or buts with this Wednesday coming up. And I do think when you look at the over 49, the over 50, listen, Mike Riker, former producer of Busted Open, you know, I had a conversation with him. He is a, now listen, he loves AEW, he watches it, but he's a WWE loyalist. He's kind of like, you know, AEW's in the honeymoon period. Let's not forget, you know, Vince McMahon is this and WWE is that. And he definitely has a point in saying that. But listen, you're talking about, like, hey, you're you're talking about a company that for decades and decades, this was the product that a lot of people, especially in our area, bully. This is their this is their Bible. This is you know Vince McMahon is God, and this is what they've been entrenched in for decades. But now you have a new organization that's coming around, and the reason that it's getting the eighteen to thirty five year olds to watch is that it's not the wrestling that the Jim Cornettes love, and it's not the wrestling that the kids love. That's why it's like the cool product that the eighteen to thirty five year old loves, and it's and it doesn't surprise me that they had over two hundred thousand less viewers, but yet still won the eighteen to thirty five market. You really got to dissect the numbers this week to fully understand and appreciate what the ratings actually mean. Because like you just said, over two, uh, you know, about 200,000 less viewers and they still win the key demographic. That is a victory for AEW this week. 
you can you, if you're a WWE fan, you have to be honest with yourself and listen to you know the cold hard facts. But NXT at one outright though. Yeah. It's, like I said, it is a victory for both companies in some way, shape, or form. And again, for the fans, it's definitely a victory for us. Cause and it's and, the and best at the end of the wrestling. day, that's it, Dave. That's it. If you were entertained by either show or both shows, then that's a win. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. I know you reached out. You wanted to come on the show today. First of all, I mean, we haven't had you here on Busted Open, so it's it's great to have you on the show. You are a legend. Hearing that music, hearing Enter Sandman, I mean, it just brings back memories. Of course, the memory of what happened at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City, which is one of the great, if not the greatest entrance in pro wrestling history. We talk about it all the time. The energy, that whole building, it's absolutely fantastic. And um, But we, we wanted to get you on because you've, even though you're, you're hardly in the ring anymore, man, it's amazing. This past weekend, you definitely caused uh, some controversy on social media, sir. Um, yeah, I did, but I don't. I don't know. I didn't think any of it was 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 warranted at all. And so, like my kids are calling me yesterday, be like, "Yo, hack, you've been trending for like for like two days or since like Sunday or whatever the day was, dude." And I'm trending for telling somebody that and to me, it's not important who's on their side, whoever tweeted anything or whoever started it. The bottom line is, all I said was, I don't think that most fans are ready for for um, girls to be in main events. That's it. There are so many girls that totally deserve to be main eventers in all different kinds of organizations. WWE, AEW, they're so good right now. It's absolutely incredible. But no, I absolutely do not think like that. And that's just the way it is. So I don't know where that girl got her information, but I know that I never talked to that girl. Okay, because the, the the original tweet, you know, from Jordan Grace says, "Hey, remember that time the Sandman came up to four women about to main event to tell us that women main eventing is wrong, and any male wrestler with any sort of experience would agree." And that was the tweet that kind of went out there, and everybody was commenting on. I mean, so you're so to those four women who are about to main event, you you did not go up to them and tell them oh, that. Dude, I was not talking to four women ever. I don't even know who that girl is. So you never so, okay. talked to that girl. So, but did you? But did you? But you did say that. So I guess you just said that in a separate conversation in a in a separate part of the room. Well, um, well, yeah, dude. After after it originally happened, then yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was talking about it to more people, but originally I was talking to um, John. What, what's Johnny Moore, dude? I am so bad with people's names. Um, what's Johnny Moore? Oh, John, John Mo- uh, Johnny Nitro, John Morrison. Yeah, yeah, his girl. Wasn't she in the match? Am I thinking about uh, the Taya. match? Taya. So yes, Taya. She was, yes. Yeah. Uh, dude, I was just going, I was just walking by her. I'm working the room. I just got there saying hi to everybody. And just asked, hey, what's going on? I said, what number are you tonight? Because I, because I, I like watching, watching the matches and help her out any way I can. And I was talking to her, not talking to four, four people at all. 
So, so wait a minute, Hack. You you said this to a, a, a completely different female. You're admitting that you said that you don't think wrestling fans are ready for women to be in the main event, and you said this to Taya. Yes, absolutely. Taya was, by so, the way, Taya was in the main event. Taya was one and, of the wrestlers in the main event. Okay, so you're admitting that you said it to her but not these other four girls, two of them of which were commenting it on so- social media. I don't think Taya commented on it, right, Dave? Yeah, I, I, I believe she did. I'll go back and check. But I know that Jordan Grace uh, definitely did. Who was part of the main event? It was Rosemary, Taya, Sue Young, and Jordan Grace. Okay, yeah, but Jordan Grace was not there in my conversation. The whole time my conversation was with uh, the girl that I cannot remember. I can't remember anybody's name. But that girl was not in that conversation. Okay, um, but all right, but let's and now. I mean, either way, though, dude. You know what I like? When it, what's entertaining to me is a guy versus a girl. I love that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And yesterday I was I YouTube because you know I was trying to think. Is like, dude, was there really anything that I said wrong? Except that fans don't believe, aren't ready for it yet, dude. I think in about ten years, I think it'll be very common for guys versus guys wrestling girls all the time. Yeah, and and uh, and we're and we're kind of getting that with Impact, but 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 you but you are aware that at WrestleMania 35 that the women main evented WrestleMania, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. And I thought there was a problem with it. I don't, dude. I don't watch professional wrestling. I just knew that something there was something going on with that match for some reason, and I don't, I don't know if the match is good, I don't know if the match is bad, I didn't say it. I just know that people talked about it a lot. Yeah, it's, I mean, because I think to, and, and listen, I, I say this with with all due respect, I think ap- absolutely now, probably more than ever, but especially right now, the women deserve to be in the main event. Like, I, I think the best Dude, thing about... Dude, if you're about- over, you're over, and that's it. What girl, guy, whatever. If you're over, you deserve to be there. And I actually think, honestly, Rosemary, Taya, Sue Young, and Jordan Gr- That's that's actually a pretty damn good main event, in my opinion, to be honest. Uh, I don't I don't really know. Didn't know any of the other girls that much of the match, except the blonde girl. Hack, why do you think that um, Jordan would go on social media and say that you went up to those four girls and specifically said that to them? No, nope, never said those words. The girl was not in the conversation with me. She might have popped in the very last second when I was walking away, but I never talked to that girl ever. It's interesting. I mean, and, and listen, I mean, I'm I'm glad that you I'm I'm glad that you called in because listen, I, I what we try to do here on Busted Open is, you know, with social media now the way that it is, you know, we we want to be able to get the voice of both sides and and you've been getting hammered on social media, like you said, you were trending. Um, Dude, some of it's funny though. Like somebody was reading stuff to me, like, wait, hey, I didn't even know Sandman was still alive. I mean, that's Dude, I can't. To me, I can. I, I could take. If I wasn't to do it, if I wasn't trending, this wouldn't be in my head at all. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be trending for something like that that I did not say to that girl. True, but but you did say it though. Yes. <laughs> so I okay, mean, but yes, but, but I listen, I don't. Dude, think about it. 
I mean, how long does it take to actually like change to like change things? You know what I'm saying? How long did how long is it going to take? I think maybe it's got, it might be another ten years, but I have a feeling that it's all going to be like intergender. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, as it were, as as, mm-hmm. as people get more like socially aware, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and here, here here's the deal, hack. I think it is changing already. We are getting a lot of women wrestling. We are getting a lot of women wrestling in main events. We are getting a lot of intergender. But as you admitted, you don't watch a lot of wrestling, so I think None. it's happening faster than you realize it's happening. Yes. Yeah, so a couple people have told me. That's why I did a little homework yesterday. You know what I mean? It actually got on YouTube and YouTube. Some, uh, and had some of my sons and a couple buddies send me stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had no idea that all that stuff was happening. And listen, I, at, the, at the end of the day, I guess it's just your opinion. Dude, I, yeah, everybody has an opinion. And also, too, it's, it's, it's educational. I mean, you know... It's, you know, like you know, you've you've said that you really don't watch anymore, and things have been progressing very fast in the world of pro wrestling. So, um, obviously, when the women main event WrestleMania, you know, the women are kicking ass. I I think the match that took place at WrestleCade actually is a pretty damn good main event, and you know, I I think we can all learn from this, and I think that's the good thing about it. The one thing we definitely wanted to do is we wanted you to get, we wanted to get it on the air, so it's not just like social media fodder, and it's not just one side, we could get the other side as well, and who knows, maybe at some point we could get Jordan Grace on to talk about her side of it. We always try to get both sides, but uh, very thankful that you were able to come on. I was telling Bully during the break, I actually have a picture of you on my refrigerator because you probably don't remember this. You took a picture with my wife, and it's just outstanding because she's, you know, from Poland. She never watched pro wrestling, and to have a picture with you on the refrigerator is outstanding. <laughs> nice. Well, how old is the picture? It's it's from like what, what, when was that bully? Like six months ago? Not even a year ago. It's amazing. You're I over love stuff like that. You know what I mean? Dude, this wrestling is just so great. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do in my life. You know what I mean? It's not so much like I don't watch it anymore. But whenever I go to whenever I go to a building, I I love sitting there and watching all the matches. I'm never like really in the locker room. I'm more or less like I'll just stay at my table a lot of times. Whenever I was selling gimmicks, and I'll just watch them for there. You know what I mean? But I just just with the TV and stuff like that, I haven't watched it in so long. But hey, it's let me great ask when you. Live. Let me ask you this. You said that, you know, you think intergender thing uh, matches, you enjoy them. You think that's going to become something more prevalent in the future. If if the right woman opponent was standing across from you, would you work with a woman? In a second. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm horrible. Dude, you know what's crazy? Once AEW, well, like I figured there was a new war starting, so I actually did start to watch it for watch it for a couple of weeks uh, when they were doing the tag tournament, and, I, uh, and then I would watch uh, a little bit of NXT. NXT, dude, everybody can work their butts off now, dude. Girl or guy, it's like crazy. The stuff you see in them tag matches in the AEW, like, oh my god, the spots these dudes are doing, you know. So they can all outwork me, you know what I mean? I just figured out how to get over without having to work. I got lucky, a cave. I did. I really did. I got. I got very, very, very fortunate in timing and luck. 
Well, Sam, man, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you talking about what happened. And like you said, you're being honest and truthful. You did say it. You said it to Ty, who is in the main event. And you also said you haven't really watched. And Bully, I think you made a good statement. In fact, that like, hey, things have changed over the last few years. This this world of pro wrestling is progressing very fast. And, and Sam, man, we appreciate you hopping on the show for a few. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. Thanks so much. Thank Sam, you. man. So much, love you, man. Love you, brother. Take care. Peace. All right, Sam, man. And listen, I, you know what? I mean, he said it. He said it to Taya, who was in the main event. So, I mean, there is some truth to what was said. And, and he actually said maybe she popped in last second. I mean, anything is possible. But you know and- what? He admitted that he hasn't been watching. And listen, this world of pro wrestling, man, it's changed a lot the last few years, Bully. And if you really break it down and you listen to what he said, it sounds like he was saying he did not think wrestling fans were ready for it. It wasn't like he was saying he doesn't think they should be in the main event. Am I am I am yeah, I on point here? I think what he said is absolutely what you just said. He said, I don't think fans are ready for this yet. And that's and and that's the ignorance on this on his part because it is yep. ignorance because he's not educated on it. The fans are ready for it because if they weren't, it wouldn't have been the main event at WrestleMania 35. So, do you think Jordan Grace blew this out of proportion on social media? Um, I think Jordan Grace. I think there's some there's some truth to that, but at the same time, I have to say, you know what? Um, if I'm Jordan Grace, I'm probably upset at some of those comments because here you are, you're getting ready, you're in the locker room, you're getting ready for a match, you're in the main event, and somebody says, I don't think the fans are ready for this yet. It's kind of like if I if I'm Jordan Grace and I hear that, and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that she did. I'm not gonna say she lied. I'm gonna especially when he did say it and he said it to Taya, who's in the main event, I bet Jordan Grace was nearby and heard it. But don't you think it would be a better or a more accurate assessment of the situation if she would have said, I overheard, as opposed to saying, this guy came up to four girls? Yes. Because obviously by his account, I mean, he's not. he said he went up to one girl. One girl that was in the main event. Not the four of them. Because think about it. He would have had to walk up to four girls and go, I don't think fans are ready for any of you girls to be in the main event. That sounds very, very, very harsh. All right, you know what? And according to him, that's not what happened. But you know what? I, I think at some point we should get Jordan Grace on. I would like to get sure. Jordan I would like sure, to get Jordan absolutely. Grace on to get her side of the story because Sam Man did admit that he said it and he said it to Taya, who is in the main event. So um I'm in, I would love to get her on to get her side at some point. Yeah, and it's not like he was backtracking. He wasn't backpedaling. Yeah. He said, This is what I said. But his story doesn't match up to hers. All right. Or well, hers or her story doesn't match up to his. But at the end of the day, he said it, and I think he needs to be more educated about what's going on, and I think he's willing to do that. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's Sirius SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Calling in right now, because I said we wanted to get both sides, and I opened up the invitation for Jordan Grace, and Jordan Grace 
joins us here on Busted Open. How are you? Good morning. Uh, hey guys, what's up? Hey, thanks for com- thanks for calling in and thanks for coming on because you know we just had Salmon on to talk about what took place just before that main event at WrestleCade. And, and I, I, I don't know, did you, did you hear the interview? Oh, I heard it. And that's why I decided to call in. Okay. So, I mean, just to, to confirm the story, like, honestly, we asked him, he said he did say it. Um, he said it to Taya who was in the main event, but he said he only said it to Taya. Uh, so, so please tell us uh, what happened that night. Okay. So, he did not just say it to Taya, and that is not the only thing he said. I didn't go into the whole conversation on social media because it was about a 10-minute back-and-forth thing that went on. It was me, Taya, and Tessa all standing around talking. The Sandman comes up to Taya, asked her what match she was in. She said she's the last match. He said, the main event? And she said, yeah, the main event. And he said, excuse me? And we all just kind of stared at him because I didn't know if he was joking or not. And then he said, you know that's wrong, right? Looked at every one of us. Then he started talking about the WrestleMania uh, women's match and how bad it was. And then Tessa, she's, uh, she's a little bit more out- outspoken. I was in shock. And she, she started, tried to start talking. He cut her off, took out his hand and said, oh, I'm the Sandman, by the way. She said, oh, hey, I'm Tessa Blanchard. And he says, oh, I respect your family so much continues to completely shit on women's wrestling. Him and her start going back at it, back and forth. Rosemary walks up. We tell her what she, what Sandman just said. We're all standing there listening to him argue about women's wrestling with Tessa. He throws up his hands, walks away. Two minutes later, comes back and says, oh, excuse me, ladies. I just went around to the locker room and I pulled a bunch of people with over 200 years of wrestling experience and they all agree with me, women main eventing is wrong. So that's exactly what happened. Tessa and him went back at it a little bit more. She told him how disrespectful he was. He clearly didn't care, and he came on here, and he's completely lying through his teeth to try and save face now. um, Jordan, I'm just curious. When he was speaking with Tessa, he did – did he realize that you and the other women were around or was he just, no, we, I'm, weren't, I'm... we weren't just around Bubba. We were standing right in front of him in a line. Wow. Okay. I mean, you know, cause, cause listening to him, I mean, he admitted saying it. And like we said, like, have you been watching wrestling? You know, because obviously, you know, when you look at WrestleMania 35, the women main eventing WrestleMania 35 and looking at the matchup with you and Rosemary and Sue Young, I mean, that's, that's an amazing match with Taya. That's a main event match. And, and he admitted, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I just, I have zero reason to lie about this and go on social media and basically shit on ECW legends, someone that I used to watch on TV. So for him to say that I was in complete shock. I, I did, one quick question, Jordan. Yeah. Why didn't you Why didn't you tell him to go to hell to his face as opposed to on social media? Uh, I I said just watch the main event, so mm. I feel like that was a little bit more respectful way to say that. He didn't watch the main event, and so that's why I decided to post what I did on social media. And 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 okay. and and honestly, with your with your tweet, you know, you didn't use foul language or anything like that. You just said. 
you know, surprising in 2019 as opposed to, you know, 1999 <laughs> that you're getting that kind of opinion from somebody. And, and I, you know, you heard the interview with the Sandman. I mean, Sandman basically came on and I think he's kind of out of touch of what's going on in the world of pro wrestling right now. Though I will say that before a main event, when you're about to go out and kill it, and from all reports that I've seen, you did, um, it's it's a little disappointing for you who's somebody who grew up watching him. It's, it's very disappointing, guys. And trust me, I thought a lot about what I should do before making that tweet. And I just, I've never been that disrespected to my face before. Well, I think there's only one solution. I think you should book a match, you versus the Sandman. <laughs> yeah, it's all an, it's all an angle, guys. Yeah. Well, I no, it's it's not. No, that's the thing. It's not an angle. It's real, and because it's so real and so good, now we turn it to an into an angle, and you cane him in the face. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you want to know yeah. something? I think everybody now wants to see you cane him in the face. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.